Chapter One of The Princess and the Ploughman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Princess and the Ploughman by Florence Morse Kingsley. Chapter One. A wild wind blowing in from the open sea came upon the softer spirit of earth brooding over blooming gardens, burgeoning woods, and low-lying meadows lush with grasses and meeting thus the two clasped and mingled then stooping to earth rushed with soft clamour of shaken leaves through groves and thickets ruffled into fretted silver the blue of pools and streams snatched the breath of a million blossoms and bore it all living into the streets and alleys of the crowded town pausing midway in prankish mischief to whirl a sheaf of white papers from the lap of a girl who sat under the shelter of a wide-spreading tree the girl followed the unlooked-for soaring of her thoughts with startled eyes of clearest grey then she sprang up and pursued them with swift-footed energy as they danced and fluttered high overhead like giant butterflies drunk with the wine of summer a pair of these literary vagrants swooped and hovered irresolute in a tangle of meadow-sweet and wild roses the girl caught them with a little cry of triumph leaving a fragment of her pink gown in the rose thicket as she dashed after a third page which whirled in a mad spiral flight across the bed of a brook splashing through the shallow water with reckless feet she captured her prize as it hesitated upon the verge of a freshly ploughed field across which the far glimmer of a fourth and fifth could be seen skimming the ground like homing swallows the pursuer stopped for an instant to glance ruefully at her wet white shoes then gathering her skirts in both hands gave chase with renewed ardour a man who had been deliberately driving a deep subsoiling plough through the stiff loam on the farther side of the field pulled up his horses and stood watching the pink figure in its difficult approach across the steep furrows a twinkle of amused comprehension dawning in his eyes as the girl she had almost reached him now pounced upon one of the flying pages the fifth and last was blowing directly towards him with wavering sidelong swoops as if half-minded to surrender at discretion the man reached out and caught it deftly it was a large fair page well covered with small firm writing where her delicate feet had touched the earth green herbage flowering sprang he read love tracked her steps and enchanted longing pressed hard after he would have read further being obviously quite unaware of the impropriety of his action but the girl's hand was already outstretched towards her elusive quarry please give it to me she said breathing hard it is my theme on the poetry of hesiod the wind blew it away just as i was finishing it he turned to look at her with the fine deliberation which he had been bestowing upon the stiff clods of earth his mighty plough had turned up glistening to the sun it is very beautiful he said slowly what you have written i mean it would have been a pity to lose it he surrendered his prize with an apologetic glance at his brown hands the girl rapidly sorted the recovered pages yes she said in a preoccupied way and that last page was quite the most important of all the man surveyed her with grave attention as she stood quite unaware of his eyes her slender shape in its swathing draperies of pink drooping a little over the earth-stained pages of her manuscript her heavy hair half fallen from its careless fastenings glistening like ripe leaves in the broad light of approaching noon her bosom rising and falling with the deep breath of her flight his slow meditative eyes took definite note of the gracious curves of her red mouth parted a little to ease the tumultuous heartbeats of her grey eyes darkly fringed like clear pools under a twilight sky of her long hands white and exquisitely maternal as the hands of a madonna behind her the ploughed field spread its warm browns and greys in subtle harmony 
he sighed regretfully as she glanced about her with manifest intention of renewed flight he would have liked to look at her longer it will be easier to regain the road from this side he suggested the ploughed ground is hard to walk over but i didn't come from the road she said i was sitting under a tree writing and the wind carried my pages away i ran after them i didn't know nor care where where did you come from when you sat down under the tree to write he asked i have always lived about here he added with a grave smile her eyes looked at him calmly she was noticing for the first time that he was young and possessed of a tall powerful body his face now that she observed it would not have attracted her second glance since it was in common with many faces of men plain large-featured clean-shaven his eyes blue and penetrating met her own with a clear directness of gaze if you will tell me where you are stopping he repeated tentatively of course she murmured i am always so stupid i am staying at dr vivian's cottage it can't be far no he agreed you have only to cross this bit of pasture and yonder meadow the house is hidden behind the trees just at the crest of the hill there is a brook between the meadow and the wood but it isn't deep the girl looked down at her muddy shoes with a pucker of her white forehead i know just how deep it is she replied i waded through it once this morning i shan't mind doing it again i think i ought to tell you that my name is mary adams i am sorry to have kept you from your work and and i thank you she turned abruptly and walked away her drabbled pink gown trailing the stubble the man followed her with his eyes till she had disappeared behind the leafy hedge then he gripped the handles of his plough his obedient horses bent their gleaming flanks to the strain and again the tough sod of the pasture yielded in a lengthening furrow of brown earth end of chapter one recording by julian prattley